0: smaller letters. He had never heard her called Burke. Maybe she had married and settled down, though that didn't seem too likely from what he knew of her. He stepped back and looked all around to make sure Jane hadn't shown up too. Nobody else in the graveyard. He was alone. What the hell is this anyway, he muttered aloud. The question seemed to agitate those fireflies in his head. His brain must have grown back, too, he guessed, and something inside it was itching. He frowned, looking east. Something was calling him. He didn't know who or what, but now that he was paying attention, he felt the most insistent urge to follow it. Agnes? What had happened to her after he had died? Was she dead, too, by now? He swallowed senseless hope that she wasn't. Maybe that was why he felt the need to go east. Back to Cincinnati, maybe, to find her, to find her grave. He looked up at the sky again, where the wind pushed the ripped-up clouds across the cold moon and carried the smell of snow. Better get moving before he froze standing here. He made his way out of the graveyard, which was large and looked to be housing more dead bodies than the whole mining camp of Deadwood had housed live ones. It was a great deal grander than the boot hill in which he had first been laid to rest, if you could call it that. He hadn't found it especially restful. Being dead was a fair bit confusing, and not all it was cracked up to be. He'd seen nothing of pearly gates or such glories. He'd spent a lot of time remembering all the stupid things he'd done in his life, over and over with the feeling that there was something he ought to understand about it all. But he never had done. Above that, the constant murmur of living people coming around people he couldn't understand and didn't want to understand, but who tickled the edges of his awareness with their presence, had kept him from any sense of peace. Death for him had been a vague sort of existence, and compared to the brilliance of all the physical sensations he was suddenly feeling again, it was like being in an uncomfortable dream world. He couldn't say as he'd care to go back to it. He followed a path down to a roadway, flat black and curiously smooth, that led downhill toward Deadwood. It entered a vast field of the same paving, and there stood a stagecoach, all black, with a team of black horses hitched to it. James heart sank at the sight, and he hastily withdrew in among the pines alongside the road. That coach was here for him, he knew, and seeing as how he hadn't requested a coach, he was disinclined to get into it. He made his way through the trees, following the road downhill through a smaller field of black and down into the valley. A glow of light came from the valley bottom, and he heard some vague rushing sounds and what might be a distant scrap of music. A slow smile came to his lips, and his left hand came up to smooth his mustache. Deadwood was still hopping, it appeared. The road was painted with a yellow dotted line down the middle and white stripes on the sides, He had seen avenues planted with fancy bushes and rows of tall trees alongside, but he had never seen a decorated road before. It occurred to him as he walked along the dotted line, trying to fit his pace to it so it took exactly two steps for the length of each stripe, to wonder how long it had been since he had died. He heard a sound and paused to listen. It was like the rushing sounds from below but much louder and closer, kind of a roaring growl reminded him a little of a locomotive, only lighter and angrier somehow. A pair of blinding white lights came up the hill and the roaring grew more intense as they rushed upon him. He threw up an arm to block the light and heard a banshee shriek as the lights wavered side to side, then stopped a little way past him. He turned, heart-pounding, with the fear of almost being hit by whatever that was. Some kind of vehicle, looked vaguely like a box car only smaller built out of metal and all shiny, with the light glaring off down the road. It sat there, still rumbling but quieter now, like a giant cat purring. He heard a heavy clunk. Then a man's voice started yelling. What are you, crazy? You could have been killed. Jesus, I almost hit you. James's right hand hovered near his pistol. He cleared his throat and warily addressed the man, whom he could barely see in the dark after being blinded by the vehicle's lights. I thank you kindly for not doing so. A bright light hit him in the face and he blinked, startled. The stranger let out a groan of disgust. Not another one of you nutcases. Look, the cemetery's closed.